Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Citizen Central Podcast, the monthly talk with four great people from around the Star Citizen community. And we try to pick on some of the bigger topics of the game. This time, one of one of people's favorites, I think, you know, everybody likes some ships, right? We're going to talk about are there yeah. too many ships in Star Citizen? Are we are we getting are we getting a little bloated? Is there too much stuff to fly? Is it too fun? And uh, too much fun. Yeah. Oh, Joining me today, we've got well, a whole crew. I'd like to let you guys just introduce yourselves, honestly, this time. So starting from the top, uh, Astro Historian, can you give folks the rundown? Who are you? Why'd you Hello, come here? my name is Paul Berserker on Batman Shelley, the Astro Historian and the Astro Pub. Um, I do lore. I do uh, the Captain's Table, which is another long, um, uh, another long form podcast. Has been around for a very long time. Uh, eh, gosh, what else? Um, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash the Astro Pub for when I go go live. So, yeah, that's me. Cool. I, my camera just overheated, so I'm still here, guys. I Don't saw. worry about that. <laughs> I thought you were doing an aggregate and having a stroke. But yeah. No, no. <laughs> camera had a stroke. That's what we call it when, when Agra does that, like when he drops out. He just does like a weird face and drops yeah, out. Yeah, camera gave up for the day. Long streams. Uh, execute. Yeah. Who Yo. are you? I'm the space hobo. No, uh, <laughs> execute. Yeah. Um, uh, work at the infras. Uh, Paul comes around sometimes. Space comes around sometimes. As does Lurkin. Marcus has never had the opportunity, but we might have to get him in at some point. Um, and Algrid, obviously. And that's about it now at the moment. But um, yeah, um, we talk about ships. We, I, I, if you can't tell, I'm not very functional right now. I've just come off the end of AIE doing a video or two every day for two weeks. My brain is cooked. Yeah, uh, info runner kind of sums it up. Infrarunners is the place to go for like ship talk, just all the time. Uh, does a good job of getting folks together who like ships to talk about ships. That's generally like this would be an Infrarunners panel if if you know mm. you were hosting the show, especially with both you and uh, Astro Historian and Loken here. We, it's basically an Infrarunners show, and um, we did a show earlier this, we, this week. Now you get to drive, and we get to fuck with you. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> all no, it's Mrs. Tomato. Only it's these guys stuffing with me. Yeah, she's 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 putting down strikes against my name already. I I, I feel like that. And every time I do a podcast, it's like honey's going oh, judging, judging. But anyway, but but we do a lot of infrared shows together, so we obviously will get off on tangents and everything. But thank you for joining me today, guys. Uh, Marcus, my man. What's going on? My name is Marcus. Um, it makes SD content now. I originally started YouTube making car content. Then I saw SC and I was just like, oh, this is really cool. So I started making content on that. More recently, I've been talking more ships, but I also live stream on YouTube and Twitch. And you can just look my name up, Marcus Wynn, on YouTube and Twitch. It's pretty nice because like covering ships in this game is basically like covering cars. You could, yeah, pretty much. You could just take a one for one ship review. <laughs> it looks like a car review, which is pretty cool. Thanks for coming in today. Loken. Welcome. Hi everyone, my name's Loken. Uh, I go by the name Loken Plays on pretty much all social media and all various uh, channels. I primarily live stream, um, so I'm mostly found on Twitch, live streaming five days a week, pretty much Monday through Friday. Uh, I stream lots of Star Citizen, do other games too, uh, and occasionally I, dab I dip my toe into making YouTube videos. It's kind of taken a backseat recently, but hey, you never know, I might get back to it at some point. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Awesome. Please. Well, thank you for joining me, Logan. I met you about a year ago, man, and I yeah. remember you were kind of getting back into the swing of things, and this this last year of growth for you has been amazing to see. Glad you've been able to uh, get yep. back to YouTube thank as well. You. 
Yes, getting there slowly but surely. It's been a bit of a weird year, but uh, yeah, we'll get there eventually. I'll, I'll make I'll make a YouTube video. I promise. Eventually, at some point. Eventually, has anybody not <laughs> had a weird year in 2023? This year was crazy. That's a wild one, yeah. Definitely like like had a weird year. So mm. it's like every yeah, year year's since been like, like my year's been like very low, and then like the past like four weeks, like my channel has been skyrocketing. So it's been pretty fun. Oh, nice. Well, that's good, dude. I've, good to hear. I've been I've been watching. Oh, that's like it, it's... I, I I I. So one of the things I do is I follow a lot of smaller people, and I just watched you go like like that which is really good to see there there are a couple of times during the year i feel like our our chances to sort of it's like star citizens just a moving train those are the chances to hop on the track it's like may Mm. june ish yeah and and october november like really Mm. good times to to start gaining some momentum and that actually is Gosh, like I it's around even... the sale space. Yeah, it's like and it's I directly around right. the sale. I didn't even plan this. It's just it falls together. But that rolls right into my first question, which is, mm. what do you guys think is the biggest event of the year? The one just gone easily. IAE, simple as yeah, yeah, yeah. easy. Cool. Okay. It, it even overshadows Citizen Con in a lot of ways. Agreed. Uh, well, yeah. I, I would really. I would say close to like Citizen Con's close to it, just because yeah. there's a lot of information. It depends on what content you do, though, because for yeah. us, AI is bigger, but CitizenCon this year was the biggest it's ever been. So that yeah. makes it real tough. Yeah, so then another angle on that question, what is your favorite event? What is the one that you like the most? Sleep. <laughs> so not IAE then. <laughs> you, like, you like January. I'm not a big fan of the free flies just because of what they do to the server. But I do yeah. like to see the new ships that are coming out, the new ships that are going to be in development. So that is that is fun to see. But the servers, like, I don't really play. I learned my lesson last year to not play during the free flies because mm. the servers are just so bad. So yeah, I'll yeah. be back to more streaming next week. It definitely, yeah. I, I trick myself every year thinking, you know, hey, something might have been fixed. Going all the way back to, I think, the first Invictus week, which was awful in terms of performance. I Every oh, yeah. year I'm like, Maybe it'll be better. But you know what I like is that you can go to each free fly event as somebody who's just like watching from the background. And the performance of the free fly event is actually a really good indicator of how the game's doing. Because if if you do go to a free fly event and suddenly it's good, you're like, I can buy this now. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's nice. I, I, I will say that the performance of the free fly event this year was better than I've ever experienced it yeah. at a free fly. 100%. Um, I, I've, I've streamed every single day of it and it's mm. been fine. And that's like five, six hours just yeah, no, yeah. no issue, no factor. Just for me, it was just bad going to Microtech. If I stayed away from Microtech, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, my, people people want to go see the ships. The people want to like go to the show. I'm just like, it's going to be a slideshow if I go there, guys. Well, I heard there was Slide. a literal glitch that was causing it yeah. to be a slideshow, like a rendering glitch. I think so. Yeah, I think it was an actual like was something really, really like obvious as well when you got told it. I got I got a DM'd in stream like, don't repeat this. I'm like. Wait, what? That's causing problems? Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was, it was so why we, why we moved to the website a few years ago, because it was just, you're not going to have those issues. Um, yep. We used to go in-game and walk around and talk about every single ship, and it just got to the point that it was unreliable, um, depending on how where the patch was and the quality of the patch, and then the free fly when they dropped. Do you remember the first time they dropped the free fly on, Paul? It would have been... <laughs> Oh, uh, like you just couldn't even get in. Was that 2019? 
Oh yeah, well, and that's what, and, and I just that's when I think that was the year where we switched to the website because we just didn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, and it was it was shocking. Yeah. Yeah, IAE is a particularly heavy time, and I think you know, as you guys said, it's the biggest events of the year. Uh, they make most of their money. It brings in most of the hype, and honestly, like you said, Logan, coming in right after CitizenCon, they really just ride the hype that CitizenCon created, and I think they probably do, made yeah. this. This year, especially, 100%, you know, yeah. because this thing called such a, a hit and people were really like, yeah. all right, let's go. Everyone, there was more hype toward IAE, which has made this IAE a really good one. And they've had a, they've had a quite a, a solid amount of releases this year, too. So, yeah, I, I would say that the, like CIG started off a bang with the F8 and they did the F8 event. And then mm -hmm. they kind of they've been co they've been just going up in have, um, yeah. sort of like just kind of like popping it up all the way along it, yeah, I, every yeah. every couple of weeks it's something that they just kind of yeah. drop the because you expect it to die down but it just mm. it keeps going up in terms of i wouldn't say hype i guess it would say excitement because yeah, yeah. it's not really hype as people like waiting for cool, cool things it's just something comes out and people are like this is awesome let's do this or yeah, yeah. let's do this so an interesting news less... too like they have a yeah. lot to yeah. keep going because the replication layer separation yep. 322 cargo refactor stuff like there's just a ton that they can kind of pluck the strings of for the next couple months now i think to keep excitement mm -hmm. going maybe even through i mean not through january because they won't really be saying much but th there's a lot of i think uh anticipation now building up to q1 next year partially because of obviously leaks and stuff but also because like they they said, hey, Squadron 42 stuff, next 12 months. I think everybody was kind of expecting it to start next year rather than in December. So there could be a lot more excitement in the first quarter of next year than we have had before. That's kind of what I'm expecting, if I'm honest. You know, given the trajectory that CIG's been taking just this last sort of like, you know, few months onwards. And again, as you, as you, you know, we all, I think we all pay attention to leaks here. So, you know, they obviously you take everything that you hear and see there with a pinch of salt, but it gives you an, a good idea, kind of the general theme of what's going on. Yeah, so we're looking. If it, Sorry, especially if it, if it if it vibes with the like monthly reports. Yes, and the other yeah. Stuff you have to out. you have to cross reference it with what CIG is saying, and For then sure. you can kind of make an educated kind of guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of what I'm seeing from leaks is vibing what a lot of what CIG is saying. So I'm like, okay, the Q1 is mm -hmm. going to be interesting. It's going to be good. Yeah, we'll see. It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird thing yeah that's not normal uh, well, that, because for those of you who are thing because it's good on good on good on good on good and we don't see that we it's don't usually see that. this roller coaster shit and it's just like yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. and yeah. q1 usually is, a, is is a kind of a dead patch for cig yeah like usually. They usually they usually coming off of the the, the hype it's usually a very mellow patch yeah um, it's a very but... very dead time for them so yeah, especially think if um if 322 comes out and it's like good it's just gonna make next year even better yeah so. yeah yeah 322 can finish this year can off I, nice can i put a question out there is yeah. is this the breaking of the dam that we've been talking about is this the start of it is this the 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 wall started to come down as we get into the release of squadron 42 is this the start of it is this just the the crest of the dam starting to peel back i think or there's a think couple dams a little bit... to be honest <laughs> i think they've yeah. been, be, be got a few reservoirs road. to go through yeah i think the first okay. one honestly uh, damn metaphorically speaking i think mm. was uh, a couple of years ago when they they Ooh. started to get in more of the features that actually mattered to us like we got inventory like we got a medical system we got uh salvage took mm. a little while salvage. but like cargo cargo refactor all of that stuff kind of started to get developed at the same time and i feel beams, like, like came out. Beams. Mm. yeah 
Um, this definitely feels like another sort of moment, though, with, with Squadron 42 definitely coming. I, yeah, I'm excited I, for that I, one. I, 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 I wouldn't... I'm going to put on my skeptic hat and say, I don't think this is the breaking of the dam, though I do think this is the, the indication that like maybe like a test run, as it were, to see if CIG can maintain their momentum beyond the sale. Because they, right. they always have momentum in the sales. They come out of the sales with great momentum. And I don't mean just by like purchasing. Because like I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, because I was even talking about it earlier. Just like CIG is on track to beat their record-breaking year last year, this year, mm. which no one, well, people were, 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 were dooming, dooming about it earlier. Like earlier yep. this year, CIG is not going to do it. What's going to go wrong? What's going to happen? And, and now they're, they're set to like break those that record again. And, and um, that's, that's not even the, the, the full thing. It's more like if CIG can propel the momentum where people are enjoying themselves and it seems like it's a really successful release, the people who work there feel better about their jobs. They're less stressed. The people will be more, more excited and more in, in, engaged to do more things, to go out of the box and try to, try to, try to do new, new ideas or to like, continue to go forward. So if they can keep this momentum going, they might actually be able to like pick up the community's mentality and the, and the, the developers, you know, kind of, you know, uh, their whole like internal uh, culture. And that will help a lot for the release of squadron. And of course the eventual breaking of the dam, when we start to see the, like the last foundation bits put in and now there's just gameplay coming out sort of thing. Mm. So, but I don't think we're quite there yet. I think this is just kind of like that, that can they maintain momentum? And if they can, then they know how to like schedule people for time off and, uh, you know, get those, those sorts of those things you don't think about when it comes to, to game development. Like it's a morale boost. What if someone's, yeah, yeah, it's a morale boost. Yeah. I would, I would add to this, like my, my litmus test is going to be Invictus next year because my thing is all about the servers, right? If we get to Invictus next year and it's kind of like more of the same going to showrooms and things like that and it's just unplayable then it's just like, okay, well, they still have a little bit more to go on their server tech and making sure that it's all stable and having free flies and all that. Because for me, um, if, if the, if their whole thing is about making this universe like immersive and like all this stuff, but the servers can't handle it, you know, for me, the game's not ready, but if we get to Invictus next year, cause that's what it's going to be like, what quarter two of next year. So we're going to make almost halfway through the year and Invictus is running great they can have like the Idris, the Bengals and all this stuff flying around and we're getting good FPS everywhere on the servers. Then I think it's going to be like, okay, now we're moving forward. Now, now we probably will see the damn break towards the end of next year. Mm. Potentially yeah, I think us to add into that mix too. I mean, I'm not saying it will, but could possibly come out around there as well. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of mystery as to where we'll be by that point. Could, there's so many possible timelines with their server meshing stuff they're doing right now. I'm excited to know what we're going to be having at May, though, because everything that we're going to see, I think, by the time it's May is going to be exciting compared to what we're seeing now. Like, there's no, we're not really seeing that many features at the end of their cycle now, or at their mid-cycle. Most of them we're seeing at their end, like, or at their beginning, base building, FPS stuff. Like, all of that is stuff we're either about to get or we just got revealed. So it feels like the next six months is pretty exciting looking forward. But the next six months, I was going to say, the next six months always seems to go faster for me than the previous six months. I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but mm -hmm. it always seems to be like that. That break always seems to go way quicker. Yeah. Let's talk about um, sort of before we get into the meat of this discussion. I want to 
go back to this question of what event is most important and talk more about the actual pieces of those events. Basically, comparing CitizenCon to IAE, in my mind, is comparing a, a development discussion to a ship discussion. And I'm interested in knowing for you guys what's more important. Is it the ships being made or the features that they'll use? Ooh. I said the features. Well, ships technically are features, but yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, I said the features because outside of the ships, what makes the game work are the features. So things like the star map, things like, you know, you know, tomatoes having issues earlier with the mission logic. All of these things matter to make the game playable. And if hey, dude, it's a skill if the game is not, not if the game's <laughs> not if the if if none of these systems like work cohesively together, it doesn't matter like what ships you have in the game, you're still gonna be left with the same end result of it not feeling immersive and not feeling fun to play. Cause he 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 was right in his assessment earlier. It's just like I don't wanna to build up my my bounties, I don't wanna have to jump across the verse to go shooting after 15 seconds. So I think that features matter more for me more than the ships, although the ships are an important part too. But it's just like we have so many ships in the game already that don't have their full feature set. So it's just like, can we get all the features in the backlog into the game first and then worry about the ships later on? That's I, just my I take. Think, I think personally they're hand in hand. You know, you get a mining ship, it needs mining. You get a science ship, it needs science. Like it, they, they, right now we've got this essentially an infancy of combat and cargo and mining, and that's about it, right? You you really need, a, a per, like, every ship's going to have a personality, and if they're structured into a certain gameplay loop, they need that gameplay, or they just don't compute, essentially. There's so much combat. <laughs> we mm. have so many combat ships. Yeah, it's a bit too much combat, isn't there, let's be honest. Mm. <laughs> it seems, it's, it's the most overdeveloped aspect of it, of, uh, of Star Citizen, is its combat, especially when it comes to uh, to the fighter, sort of, like, uh, space combat mm -hmm. aspects were just consistently developed, but to and kind they're of, uh, overpriced as well because of that. Yes, indeed. But to uh, to kind of uh, kind of uh, grab on the coattails of execute there, I tend to agree. I think that the uh, I think features of gen ships are not mutually exclusive. One, uh, I think they both synergize with each other so intrinsically, and ultimately, Star Citizen is you know it's a ship it's a ship game. You know, it's a game about flying starships in space and engaging with space in that regard it's the it's your main vehicle for exploration and all sorts and as a result they are hand in hand i think that you know definitely though you know it's always exciting to see new features coming into the game it's always exciting to see new stuff coming in and we're always like super hyped but so simultaneously i'm always jazzed and so happy to see a brand new ship come out I'm like yeah let's go what's this what does this do you know um yeah. so yeah you know i think they're both really important <clears throat> it's definitely they've gotten better at shipping ships with features than they used yeah. to you know you see a ship like the Sulin come in and it has something unique to it as opposed to just being another another ship yeah I, sure. i'm gonna i'm gonna be kind of back up Mar uh, marcus in this one uh the, the, just that i think i think cg definitely needs to get features in though i do think that the features uh, features and ships go hand in hand but without those features those ships become just dustbins. Uh, a good example is a multi-crew gaming, like um, or, e or heck, even cargo. Let's look at the the raft. The raft was released when they thought they were going to have a lot more stuff done, and they didn't. And I always like to put it when it was like literally like three weeks before that they said we're not going to release a ship without its gameplay, and then they released the raft without its gameplay. 
and it still doesn't have its gameplay like it's still yeah. broken because it, even though they have all those stuff in there um so like there's a lot of ships that they're not going to do like say the banu merchantman or any of the larger ships because they need like multi-crew gameplay to be able to function so um i feel like they they that the more important part is the features because without the features they can't develop the ships to feature to like match those features yeah it's more of a, is- like Marcus is not wrong on his assessment. Yeah. Like it is more yeah. important. It's just that the ships need them as well. It's yeah. Uh, I don't know how to yeah. work. I, I mean, I a good point. A good point. Hand in hand. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 A good Go point ahead, to Carrick. Like the doors don't open on the on those bottom cargo bays. It's like it makes the ship mm-hmm. essentially useless as a cargo oh, ship. Dude, it's we like, could sit here. We could sit here for a week rattling off things that things yeah. Need. Yeah. And that's we'll that's, be here a long time. <laughs> that's yeah. where the conversation comes from. Really, is I mean, I I'm in agreement. Like the, the, they go hand in hand. At the end of the day, I am I'm a lot more features oriented. Like I would mm-hmm. take Citizen Con over IAE any day because a lot of the features live outside of ships too. And and so mm-hmm. that's more what I look for. But I, I look and I see ships being released and I do wonder I think everybody's got their line of when there are, maybe they think there are enough ships, maybe they think there's enough of a certain type of ship, or maybe they think that a ship doesn't have enough to sell it coming out. And the Cutter Scout, I think, is a is an example of this. It's a cool ship. It's a good looking ship. It's got good function, and they introduced it with features, but it didn't actually come out with features. And I don't think I really got to hear much of the community's feeling about the Cutter Scout because it got swept away under all the other new ships that came out. Um, but I guess I, I want to start talking about the the ships that have come out and sort of where they fit in the game, uh, and hear your guys' thoughts on the rate at which these ships are coming out. But let's start with the Cutter Scout. What did you guys think of this ship and the the way that it's coming into the game? I I like the Scout. I do. I think it's uh, it's just like the regular Cutter. It's a cute little ship that's well-designed. I just... And, and again, it was a $5 upgrade off of a, off of a Cutter. So, you know, I kind of just went for it because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't really resist. But as an actual ship itself it has no nothing it doesn't do anything because it hasn't got that sign of you know like it's got a big old awax radar dish on top of it right i was you know there's no scanning or card data running or any kind of gameplay that fits into that so it's essentially useless it's just me thinking to myself well it's five dollars and in the future it might boost radar so yay i'll go grab it but yeah it wasn't like uh it, was, it didn't come out to any great fanfare i don't think you know yeah i don't i don't no, did you guys see any videos really highlighting it, Marcus? Did you make anything on it? I didn't make anything on it just because, like, I knew like, like, what's the difference between this ship and the and the regular and the regular cutter? Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's just a skin and a radar dish at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Without without having its gameplay, the ship is essentially useless. Like, I have one myself, and I only got one because. I only got one. I got the scout during IAE because of what they said the ship was going to be in the future. Like mm-hmm. having that ship yeah. that can do that long range scanning is is going to be essential for 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 a crude gameplay. I think, and having the smaller ship that can do that is essential in, in my opinion. But not having it in the game right now, currently, like they could have waited to release that ship and you know and given us like a different ship to put out that's actually useful in the game. Mm-hmm. I do, and, I do and to that point, um, I made a ship comparison video on my channel between the Carrick and the Odyssey, and my point was the Odyssey having a a a tractor beam, a mining head. It's like it's a more useful ship in terms of like what you can actually do in the game versus the Carrick, which has all this cool 
features, but they don't work in the game. So I would much rather have a ship in the game that actually can do something with its tractor beam and its and its mining laser versus a ship that's a big or five med bed. Yeah. That, so you're talking now versus release though. That's yeah, the and that's like I mean, yeah. Info Runners, that's your big thing on the channel, right? Everybody is posting pictures of their fleets, but in reality yeah. those fleets are maybe have fifteen percent of their actual utility and it's like do yeah. you do you focus on these ships for what you're doing now or or later? No, I always go for, for later personally because you, you have to buy them based on what they're going to be because if you based on what they are now, you're, it's a well, joke. I mean, hey, look at, look at what people are saying though when they make their purchases. Oh, this thing mm. is, they just nerfed this. I don't want this anymore. Or that they, mm. oh, they just released another ship. This thing is useless. Why would I have this anymore? Depends yeah. on what type of person you are too. Like there are a lot of people that come to us and they just don't know what they want to do in the game because they they don't have they aren't you know some people can like imagine and, and 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 you know kind of like speculate a bit there are other people that hate to speculate so they don't want to yeah. it's like people that have backed the game now because we want to see it become into fruition and the people that are not going to buy the game until it's out and it's proven and it's you know they want that security of it being real and and tangible it's the same type of thing in that regard um I was going to say, I just want to say, but talk about the color scout before we move on. Um, yep. We did a buyer's guide on it. And I think the really important thing is to actually highlight the Terrapin here, because that is essentially the ship you really need to compare it against. Um, mm. And I think, I think it, for me, it highlighted just how overpriced that Terrapin is. It really You've essentially is. got a, like, a, what is it? A $55, $50 ship versus a $220 ship. That ship should never have been up that high. That's almost a cutlass steel in time like as over time it's got worse and worse the thing placed. the thing should be like it should just be indestructible <laughs> like that thing should be super super yeah. powerful the terrapin is going to need something special to bring it back into actually yeah. being worth that much you know yeah yeah Which the kids that they could do i just i but yeah i agree with xq mm. it's uh it has highlighted that quite enormous difference um actually i found the sulian did the same thing but we'll call about that in a bit yep. yeah yeah so Jumping deeper into this question, uh, too many ships. I think there's a couple different angles to look at this from. There is redundancy, and then there's also uh, the tech debt that it's creating. I want to talk about the redundancy first. When do you think we're having a problem where there's too many ships when you're, when you're, assuming, when you're looking at the different ships we have? So for instance, you just mentioned that the Terrapin should be compared to the Cutter. What if there was a, a third ship in there or, or a fourth ship? Like, when does it start to be too much, in your opinion? Isn't the I'm, isn't one of the uh, F7s uh, also a scanning ship? Yeah, yes. yep. yeah that's, that's another yeah, one. Uh, Ghost? Is it not quite the same? But yeah, th there are there are some ships you can chuck in there. That's but there sure. are scanning but ships that are meant for different things. So there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah, also exactly. that. So 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 I think you the cutters cutter and the the terrapin are quite closest, but you could essentially also compare the like go as high as the carrick i think and, and start to compare things like based yeah, on the scanning yeah. stuff yeah but everything you said like about them just not being in it's another gameplay feature and again you can't you have to speculate on what they're going to be right and it's really hard because the only thing you can really do with the terrapin versus the the kind scout is this has one scanner this has two yeah. that's it and they can always you, change you, those stats yeah right so yeah. that it, it's hard to say then when there are too many. I mean, it's like maybe that's not the limiting factor for too many ships. Then maybe it's the mm. detect it. So we're looking oh. at systems that they need to start getting in for gold standards. We're talking about maelstrom engineering, 
the new flight models, master modes, uh, proper animations, MFDs, UI. Like, there's a lot of stuff they have to keep all 160 plus of these ships up to date. Yep. Up to date. You think that's going to be what cuts them off? Well, it got the time scale as well, like because tier zero to tier three or whatever you want to call it, right? As things go along, every ship is going to eventually be brought up to a standard. But over time, even if two ships are at the same standard, all of a sudden, like I was saying, one scanner versus two. Now, I know they will both come in at the same time, but imagine they both got one scanner, then all of a sudden the Terrapin got a second one. You know what I mean? Like eventually, that's kind of, you know, when people talk about the meta, so to speak, that's what's going to. You know, stir up the meta because some other ship is going to get a pass, and and some part of it is going to step in front of the other one. Yeah, mm. and that in is just happening all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So power creep. It's a really complicated compound issue. Yeah, um, it's not a simple one to discuss, and yeah. ultimately, for me personally, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, I'm I'm one of those guys who I love more ships i gotta be honest with you i i do i love vehicles i love tech i love these these different skews and for me personally so long as that, that as long as there is a a particular role that a ship is produced is is you know say, say for example you've got a scanning ship right it's, it's there for a specific thing i wouldn't mind there being different manufacturers that all do the same sort of like you know job because it gives you different skews on that i don't mind that personally i don't mind there being like a, a drake one or an rsi one or a or a or an anvil one you know Sure. If they're, if, even if they're all the same thing because i just i don't know i like i like having the variety myself but yeah it is it's 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 obviously going to be an issue because they already have a ton of ships they're going to be you know crj is going to continue to add them because well they are you know and ultimately you are going oh, there's always i think they're always going to be in debt i don't think there's ever going to be a time when they're not in debt when it comes to bringing things up to a standard i just think yeah, i would agree going to be i would agree with that hell. i would agree with that and it's, it's like for, for me it's like cars right like how many how many manufacturers make sports cars? Yeah. Just about everyone makes a sports car. Is that does that mean there's too many sports cars? No, it's just like people are going to choose based on what they like. So there's a people out there that will only get Drake ships. They're only going to fly Drake ships. There are people out there that they're only going to fly Anvil ships, no matter what. People are going to be loyal to their brands, and I think yep. that's one of the things I think CIG is kind of playing on is yeah. you know building up that lore and building up that that fan base for these manufacturers for them to have all the options in the ships that they want. Yeah. Like getting away from the scanning, like me personally, I want to see a Crusader Capitalist ship. Ooh, you know, yes. that's what I want to see. Oh, yes. And and I'm, I'm Everybody a Crusader in chat's like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Crusader <laughs> boy. So like, I would personally love to see that because I run mostly Crusader ships. It's so, kind of mentioned words to that effect. Like they, they mentioned years ago, they don't want to do direct competitors until eventually you've got the whole kind of thing filled out. But they mentioned they eventually want to make a direct competitor to the prospector as an example. Yeah. So every, it would, it, yeah. Every once in a while they tip their hand when discussing the scale of, of vehicles. I think it was maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe they were talking about ground vehicles and somebody who said something like, yeah, we're going to have well over a hundred ground vehicles. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> you guys are at like, <laughs> 15 so there's i think, I think uh, just to mention I, th I think it's also really important when discussing this topic to re to, to remember that the you know these these developers they're not just thinking about the, th the here and now they're thinking about 
five, ten years down the line, they're going to yeah. consistently produce ships. This is going to be run like a long term, long you know, scale MMO where they're going to need consistent content. And so, you know, we might eventually end up with a hundred, you know, vehicles. But if you think take about that being ten years worth of of project work, it starts yeah. to make a little more sense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of be up, it's not be front loaded. Is what I'm trying to say. It's like we're not going to be in two star systems for the next 15 years, right? The, oh, exactly. This game's going to keep getting built. And that that does present the nice future of, yes, just keep making ships, but there has to be some limiting factor, right? Employees. What about um, down the road then? Um, I've, I've been thinking of this for a while, and you know how we've got these ships held over at the moment? We've kind of like got the Santok Yai. Mm. We've got the, you know, there's a few just sitting there, the, the, the scout expedition and stuff like that. And they said, soon. I'm actually starting to think that we're about to see two more sales introduced. And I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I do think eventually, you know how we, they were talking about that quarter patch type of thing, like every three months, yes. there are yeah. other games that do it, that cadence. I think eventually that's what we're going to see. We're going to see four sales a year and essentially a, a patch and a ship or, or a bunch of ships coming at that patch and just every quarter because that will keep the momentum up. If you, think you know, about it. you won't get the six months lot. The... You know what I can't wait for is when, when they're doing that with star systems. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be that's nice. Yeah, welcome to whatever system, and here's some ships to go with that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Imagine, imagine mm. the hype that we gotten for Pyro just concentrated in one quarter every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! That would stop be that point. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I, I think. I think they're gonna have to have. Uh, they're gonna have to continue to increase their staff though on their ship team if they're gonna keep up. Yeah, this right. Yeah, yeah. They and have been. I so like, I've been doing a, a video recently for covering the Montreal team and like after going back and researching the whole story of kind of how that team's been coming together over at turbulent it's it's very clear that that was i mean they said it when they made it that their whole point was to make star systems but man they're really following through like even mm -hmm. at this last citizen con they were like yep that that team's made this ship they're working on this ship so it's they're, it's they're cool really a, a p they're really a pu team i, I mm -hmm. will say when it comes to the whole discussion about ships and tech debt and all those sorts of things and like 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 the expansion of the line I think it's important to note that is I think we already someone already said this as well. It's an MMO. It's never going to stop being developed. It'll always be pushing it. Yeah. Will there be a 1.0? Yeah, but like yeah. 1.0 is never going to look like like any MMO when it launches looks completely different a year later. 100%. That's just the rule. Because because they have to keep evolving. If they don't keep evolving, they die. And um like that's the key. So Will will there be a point where all the ships are up to a standard? Yeah, they'll be up to a standard, but that's then just going to change. <laughs> yeah, probably never the same one. They'll add more detail. They'll like, like I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, ten years down the line, if Star Citizen is still a thing, the the like the ship de the the whole kind of detail in the shipping, like in terms of like internal parts and stuff, is a lot more complex than CIG ever anticipated because they're just going to add more stuff. Like like. Yeah. Oh, but what if we do if we added in subcomponents or these types of components? Like, because they keep adding new stuff. Like now they've added batteries to the whole components list because they know they want to do that. Who knows? Maybe they'll add you know solar panels or battery chargers. But but, but that but that was part of it. See, careful. This is where people get the feature creep thing coming up. The batteries were part of the the power thing. They were, but they didn't have them. Like like they don't have space for them in the ship. Yeah, they didn't ever plan. That's what I mean. Yeah. 
like it was, it was a, it was planned a couple years ago as part of, and it's not really a feature creep as much as it's, you have an idea of what you want to do. And then when you get to the actual idea, you have to start sketching out those, those parts. And then you figure out, Oh, this works and this doesn't. And, and that's not really feature creep as much as it's like, you have a blurry image and the closer you get to it, you get clearer and clearer and clearer. And sometimes that final image is going to look different from what you originally saw. Like the, <laughs> yeah. like the, <laughs> like Star two, two Citizen points. as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Right. Two points to that though. That's, the that's how all games are, work though. The way the ships are planned out though, they have component areas and you can see how they've modeled uh, um, an area within a space. So essentially they can modify it and change it if they need they to. So they don't have to redo the whole ship. And I think the one you're actually looking for, Paul, would be shield emitters. That was the yeah, one that they added. Yeah. Well, no, they, they they did add. They have added bad uh, spots like in the walls for batteries for like like yeah. the I think I think the C one has but batteries I mean, slots in I, it. I meant like you don't see batteries I meant in like, places. I meant like feature creep. Like the batteries were yeah. talked about. Shield emitters were not talked about. They were just like yeah yeah yeah. Um, let's talk about recent ships that have been revealed and just I mean actually I guess we're we're gonna kind of put that discussion to bed. The idea that of too much, too many ships in the game, uh, is a constantly changing target. I think, and it sounds very subjective, you know, based on what you think the game should be, and none of us get to decide that. So it's fun yeah. to discuss. I think it's a great question to bring up, and and it's worth considering because there will be a lot of repeats, and everybody is okay with a certain amount. But um, I don't think you can really say how many ships is too many. I, I can answer it with a question, and it's very quite easily. It's this is a sim based on essentially real life a thousand years in the future right just like real life we are constantly evolving and adding new things to everything like there's a new iphone there's a new car there's a mm. new bike it's going to be the same thing they're just going to constantly having new shit come out that tramples on the old stuff behind it and i have no doubt there'll be ships that essentially become almost retired obsolete. at some point yeah obsolete <laughs> I think, yeah i think the the topic of this discussion that we are kind of not really getting into today is that the ships in star citizen are intrinsically in, intrinsically linked to the success of the game and their ability to sell yeah. those ships is fun in the game so it's not it's not a simple question because um they have to keep making ships and that kind of muddies that a little bit but let's actually talk about ships. That's much more exciting, right? We've got a lot of yes. recent ships that came out. And uh, I think the most interesting that I'd like to start hearing what you guys think about is the Arastra. This is a <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere, in my opinion, in terms of like... The Eric Estrada. Um. <laughs> I mean, we know, we know that it's... We knew we were going to get an RSI minor, right? But like, yeah. were you guys expecting this sort of a design? No. I wasn't. No. I wasn't expecting the way it looks. It looks vastly better than I expected. It's it's a really good looking ship, in my opinion. I love the design language on it. Uh, I, as you can maybe tell, I'm I'm quite a fan of it actually. <laughs> really, really <laughs> kind of. Did you buy? Uh, I may have got one. Leave me alone. Did you buy it full price? <laughs> no, I had uh, community buy it for me because they're nice like that. <laughs> you, you, you can buy one. To, you can buy one today for four hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. A lot of people have been coming in and telling me about the uh, the chains mm. they've got to get money off of their uh, their Arastras. But no, um, simply put, I I it kind of came out of left field. You know, I thought we'd hit the home run with the Sulian earlier on in the uh, in the IAE, and then 
suddenly the Arastra comes out, this bloody beautiful looking RSI ship. It's got all the, the sex appeal of the RSI's new design language, but in a more industrial package. The damn things, you know, are gunned to heck and back for a mining vessel yeah. um, and gives a kind of lovely flexibility that I, I enjoy. I think it fits nicely in its niche of, between the Orion and the uh, the Mole. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a grand old girl and then a lot of people have been like, yeah, this is this is this is actually a nice industrial vessel. I have a good yeah, question. I just think it's a, I, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. I was going to say the, the 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 design of the ship I think is very efficient if you look at something like you know the Reclaimer it's big and it's bulky and it's it's this big massive, you know, a salvage ship and then you look at the Arasta and it's this beautiful mm. sleek uh uh mining ship that has a refinery on board and it just shows that how CIG is getting more efficient with their use of space. 100%. And I think and I think that's going to be like the way forward for just not RSI, but I think a lot of ships going forward are going to have not like that wedge-shaped design, but I think the designs overall are just going to be more efficient and they're going to be laid out in a, in a much better pattern. Oh, yeah, so come Can I oh, sorry, ask Marcus that. a question? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, with, with the, let's say the Galaxy versus the Aristrata, based on value, not even looking at the dollar amount, which ship do you think is kind of better in between those two? Oh, the Galaxy, because it's modular. It can do, it can build bases. Yeah, and that's why oh, I can't get over the price of that thing. It's just insane for what it is. Anyway, sorry. Uh, well, man, I have a couple questions now. Um, do you think, <laughs> first, first I'll start with Marcus, do you think that they won't be uh, trying to build purposefully bulky ships to, to still fill out that like really gross industrial feel? Uh, I don't think so. Um, maybe, maybe yes. It just depends on the manufacturer. But I think overall, I think making the ships, especially like with engineering, I don't think you want players like running around and having complicated turns and uh, they got to make it, they have to make uh, ingress and egress throughout the ship a little bit easier if they want us to do engineering gameplay because if the ship is complicated to navigate then it's just going to make engineering gameplay more annoying than actual gameplay Some but i think like if that. It, <laughs> i don't is know is anyone noticing the trend of a lot of people getting really scared about engineering gameplay like it wasn't talked oh, yeah. about years ago there are so many people not recommending big ships at the moment um, i mean yeah, because a lot of people it. are saying this yeah. we've yeah. been saying it yeah, yeah. i mean you, i love engineering AI, gameplay AI player rating system, yeah. all these other things that they're going to bring sure, down the pipe. Sure, sure, but at well, the end everything of the... CIG's done that no one else has ever done before. If anyone was ever to pull it off, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, based on everything I... they've done up until this point. I don't know. I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm... It, it, it's a tough call. I'll give you that much. But at I'm the end give of the, the at the end of the day, it's still a ship that when you go and you have to fly it, you got to think about a lot more things. And, yeah. and the difference between taking out a Nomad and just hopping in the seat and flying away versus taking out a Galaxy and thinking of like, man, do I have to hire somebody for this today? Like, it, well, the it makes it... Well, the, the benefits have to be worth the risk, so to speak. Makes so all that, extra, yeah, all that extra money you get from working together versus the effort of working together, right. it has to pay off. Absolutely. I'm just saying for somebody who's playing alone, then that definitely makes a difference. And I think that's where a lot of people are starting to get that mm. hesitancy for, for larger ships. But I mean, yeah, you know, friends. Yeah, make on. but but right. uh, but that 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 make friends thing, right? That you're saying that scares a lot of people off. But the player rating yeah. system, people are not going to want to stuff with their rating, right? And you get a person that joins the game, they've just got their 
nomad, as you put it, um, and you put them in your ship, they're going to want to join you because the extra money that they're going to earn, and they go back and then instantly they've upgraded their nomad to a cutlass, you know, just for in a couple of missions. So it benefits them greatly to join your crew. And I think that's where we're going to see that dynamic change. We've just got all these other things to come in. So I, I just, I'm a bit worried people are scaring people off the bigger ships. It's, but... it, it'll be just like Death of a Spaceman. It'll, it's a pendulum swing, you know. People will get scared, yeah. then they'll see it come into game, then they'll realize it's not that bad, and it'll, it'll balance out. So the joy Agreed. of the development, I guess. Um, the other question I had for you guys, and we know that marketing picks pricing. <laughs> yes. It's, 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 oh, it's obvious enough. But when it comes to how they build these ships out and sort of put them in the lineup, we know that like they recently did this with the Zeus. They got into the concept. They figured out what it needed to be. And now they're building it. Obviously did this with the Arastra and every other ship. Do you get, how, how like in-depth do you guys think they get into the sort of, I don't want to say theory crafting, but like thinking of the design of the gameplay of that ship and then Can I start? putting it into the game. Yeah, go ahead. I know. Not at all. <laughs> I'm, and this isn't this isn't like a, like a theory. It's it's pretty obvious based off of the way if you look yep. at the way the ship team does they build it. They don't care about gameplay. Like look at the Legionnaire discussion, where like basically none of the people who are building the Legionnaire know anything about hacking. Like the whole concept of hacking is a completely different problem. That's a different a different team's problem, and it actually can be a little bit of an issue because. CIA, or because uh, the, the, the ship team has to design a lot of gameplay for the game. And it's obvious sometimes when you have something like The Storm, where CIG doesn't, the, the ship team doesn't play its own game. So they don't know that The Storm is useless. And like, it doesn't fit in, into gameplay. Like, it's bad design. It's bad. Uh, its performance is garbage. Like, everything about it is bad. And it, it was, but like, they, they, and I, I don't I hate going down on a ton of bricks on the guy because I know he's a new, newer, newer designer, but like CAG doesn't help it by like fluffing the heck out of it because they, they've been talking about how it's perfect. And it's like, no, you, you released a dud. It's a dead fish. Like, because like that, you um, bad director where they go, oh, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. they're going to have to they're going to have to completely revamp that 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 vehicle to make it function with gameplay that. Yeah because it doesn't work even in gameplay right now so like no. and that's and that's an example of like that design kind of disconnect between the the, the people who are like i want to make a cool ship and the people who are like i want to make a game you know and uh, there's there is a disconnect between them 100 like sometimes Why? i think it depends on the, the, the designer though some designers like the, the people that the sulian perfect they understood exactly what they, they understood the assignment like they they they, 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 they came in and mm -hmm. did it but the like there are other team members which just like what is this for why like i know it's cool but who will buy this sort of thing so you're doing that whole argument of their game developers not like military people type of thing yeah, so yeah. they are they like if, if you look at everything they've learned over time they have improved upon improving and i do think the more later a ship is designed the better functionality it has but i do think you can go back to things like take your storm example i do think if they have to go back and radically shift something they will well yep. that's something that i'm always considering is like they're releasing these things and they all feel imbalanced but at some point it's their job to make these things have a place in the game mm -hmm. so on one hand i'm like you know whatever whatever they're going to build the game for they should be building around this but there is always a chance they're not doing that and like you're saying 
there could be a disconnect between the people building the features and the vehicles and they never bridge that disconnect and never get the vehicles to fit where they're supposed to um oh, this, oh we 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 know that for, tell them about the taco truck <laughs> you got to tell them about the taco truck okay so at citizen con i talked with four different developers who all told me they want oh, a yeah, taco yeah, truck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I talked to a lore a lore writer who said I'd love to, to to write lore for a taco truck. I talked to CIG ship team development members who said they wanted to write a taco truck and gameplay designers who said they wanted to do a taco truck for sales. None of them had obviously talked to each other because they'd all been like, "Oh, I really want to," and it's like, "But you didn't talk." Like there are heads of departments who I talked to who said they were they wanted it, but it's obviously they never talked to each other because like mm. they don't. <laughs> and so what did you so, do, Paul? You went and grabbed them and went. And I put you like this, you like this, and you like this. You all like the same thing. Just hit each other up in teams and start fucking work on it. <laughs> and like, that's so why if we get folks, a taco. Yeah. If we get a taco truck, it's Paul's fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 3.24 taco delivery missions before passenger <laughs> transport. Look if look for Astro Find him. Oh hey, I would goodness. do some space burrito missions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, del- I deliver space pizzas. Like, that would yeah. be so much better than the box delivery <laughs> missions we have right now, right? Like, we get building yeah, interiors yeah. going, and you have to make little food deliveries to residential areas in our corp. <laughs> That'd be great. For real, like, that actually would be door- pretty legit. Yeah, kick the door fine. in to get the actual money off them that they try to... As the pizza runs off. Oh my god, we have people breaking into NPC apartments. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh. <laughs> They'd have to design so much around that. Okay, Dude. let's... so. So the ships, you guys, is everybody kind of of the same thought then? that It feels like the, the ships come into the game and they don't have as much direction as I, they should? I would For love now. that. Yes, I agree. I'd love there to be more synergy with um, regards to gameplay folks and ship design team folks. Sometimes it's hard, though, because they're designing ships for games. Play doesn't exist yet, you know, and they kind of go like, okay, I need to use, you know, to take the term, we'll fix it in post. Um, and I, I have to be honest with you though, CIG could do with talking to a few consultants in various industries. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The storm is a prime example of it. If that is, that thing is a bloody waste of time in my opinion. And Ed, they just talked to a person who works in armored vehicles. Uh, they would have learned very quickly that they need to change a few things. I get you. It's a space game. You're going to make it look cool. You're going to make it look sexy, all the rest of that business. And it's not going to be a perfect facsimile to something in IRL. I get that. But there's a lot of stuff we've learned, and a lot of design that's gone over the years to be used and tweaked. And, and a good it's just example, a you. you've got to, you've just got to drive it backwards, and it's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> I want to fit right, it right. in a vehicle that's not a Carrick or a bloody C2. That's what I want to do. Yeah, all, the, all, all the military guys I've talked to said it is a medium tank, not a light oh, tank. We're gonna get like a, way. we're gonna get like a. a a knock or a hover quad sized personal tank from tumbrel that's just gonna stomp all over it i'm good with yeah. that give me a hover tank baby let's go <laughs> my cool. biggest pet peeve of a ship that's come out recently is the a1 spirit and okay. it's mostly because if you're going to tell me that this is going to supposed to be the faster bomber that it actually doesn't bomb faster than the a2 it makes the ship essentially useless it takes like that's 17 a- seconds to drop five bombs. Yeah. And then they're going to drop like two to three kilometers apart. Yeah. As yeah. you're flying it is over your target. Absurd. And it, that's it's that's crazy. an easily fixable thing, though. Right. That's I'm not sure. Fixable. But how does that come out like code. that? Right? When the concept art 
when everything that you've yeah. seen about this ship when the trailers the trailers show it carpet bombing you know and then is yeah. that someone making a cinematic and like sure. animating it the way they want it to work and the other well, person just goes yeah every five seconds you can pr drop one that's a two different departments though. not talk yeah exactly well well here's here's the thing because we also know that this is this is an isolated incident for ships because uh when they were talking uh, when um uh, doc, uh dr mckinney uh, was when he was doing his uh, uh, the design for the like, the new the new boxes. He talked about how he busted out actual thesis papers on how logistics and how box movements and all that kind of stuff, and used some of those theories to help him design how to move boxes and how to stack them. Like he was actually pulling from real world knowledge because he's like, hey, I'm going to pull from this real world knowledge because it's going to help me understand how things flow. And I think that's what Lokun is saying. It's like we don't necessarily. Oh, this is no the chap who did the thesis paper on on yeah, literally moving yeah. boxes. Yes, and yeah. look how good that system is as mm -hmm. a result of using real-world experience and then integrating it into the the to, to help. requirements of Star Citizen. Yeah. It's like Loken, we don't go out and talk to professional people and use that to inform mm. us how gameplay might work with all these different things. We, but, but, well, it works so right. well. Like the My, mining stuff we did, the refining yeah. stuff we did. Like you can go take any one of those professions and go talk to a real-world person, and it lines up gameplay-wise. And I and I will I will explain because I, I I kind of follow a couple of the CIG devs who who were getting involved in that whole thing, and I understand like at the end of the day you just want to make a cool spaceships. Hundred percent, yeah. But 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 you also have to make these game these ships and these vehicles for a game, and to, if you using references to real life to help you understand how to build stuff for a game will help you because that gameplay which is based off of real life. Uh, as we've all talked about already, needs to also have some, it's going to have that same sort of connection. So learning how things are designed for military vehicles helps you understand why they build that they do. It's not like there's a couple of people in Lockheed who are just slapping stuff together and going, this works! Like like yeah. they, they spent the, years looking and, through and these to, designs. Well, the to, to go to, to, to Astro's point is like, if they have Aegis Dynamics in the game, which is a legit defense contractor, why not just pick up someone on the phone at Aegis and be like, hey, well, how do these systems work? Or how do how do ship systems work? How can we integrate all this stuff? Because they literally build naval warships. They do this. I mean, they don't do it very well because I was on one, but they do it. So you <laughs> can get some knowledge from these people on how to do this stuff. You know what gotta, I'm saying? Gotta, just figured it out. We make everyone at CIG have a private spectrum and force them to use it and then they'll eventually fix spectrum. Well, that's the thing, it. We've solved it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the thing about this is it sounds like a lot sometimes when this happens, for instance, in the in in the situation you're saying, Astro, is uh a dev's own extra work on top of of what they're doing yeah. to that extra effort. And it it's interesting to see that a single dev Maybe not always a single dev, but like a very, very I mean, small amount of people can make the biggest difference in a game. Yeah, mm. and, and I think it's, but I think it comes down to also practice and and uh, um, and 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 like thorough like like culture. And I think the culture of the ship design team has always been we're making cool ships for a space game, mm -hmm. and it's not been we're making a video game that uses gameplay. And like there just seems to be a disconnect. Like the the, the highlight is. There's a disconnect between what the ships are designed to do and and what they what they're supposed to do yeah. in gameplay, and That's, it ca can, that causes can... more problems to have to fix down the line. So it's, it's because of Squadron Forty Two. They're working on Squadron Forty Two. When they finally get around working on Star System, then they'll fix all the ships. Well, That's I was going to say. Like, uh, go ahead. 
it it makes sense that it's mostly combat ships that work how they're meant to because that's yeah. what begets the gameplay we've had all those other mm -hmm. things that they didn't have gameplay to test it out on are the ones that have that more of that disconnect that's probably also yeah. why the Aristrata is now highly, more highly priced because it's already got mining in the game. So people know what the gameplay is. There's less guessing about what, what it's going to be. So they, they know they can put the price up. So to finish things like off if they so, so I'm just going to speculate this real quick. They bring out another salvage ship. That'll have an increased price as well because probably. it's a known gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, to finish things off here because we're running out of time, I want to get your guys top ships that we know i mean we've we've all seen the slideshow there's going to be you, a... hang on have you not seen any inferno's episode you know what i'm gonna say <laughs> oh the uh the the cutter expedition oh my god your favorite yeah sure yeah that's it yeah yeah the, the the tomato terrapin yeah yeah well i see now i've got everybody coming into my streams telling me hey now execute said that there's going to be a um uh mirai hovercraft <laughs> he said it yeah, so that's what happens. That's that's what happens when people say stuff. It gets around. So that's only that's the first and only shot I've ever done, and I put it all in there, and I've not talked about it really since. So yeah. And it's all over the place. Well, yeah, I want to hear what you guys are thinking for the next year. Is kind of the top, maybe one or two ships that you're looking forward to, and why? And uh, Marcus, we'll start with you. Uh, for me, it's the Zeus because I I really feel as as engineering gameplay comes on, as crew gameplay comes online. I think the three to five player crude ships are going to be the sweet spot. I think anything bigger than that is going to be kind of a headache. So I'm, I'm mostly looking forward to the, to the, to the Zeus line of ships. That's a good looking series. Like they hit a really oh, yeah. nice spot with that. You're oh, not going to yeah. be able to fix anything on the Zeus though. Cause you're blocked by your cargo. So you're, you're screwed. I'm not doing cargo with it. Only on the CL. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. right. I also, I also like the um, that we see in the concept art. Now, again, here we are talking about concept art. Who knows how closely that'll actually resemble the ship? But they have this kind of like tractor beam extender that you see on the back of the ship. I hope they get mm. that in the other ships too. Yeah, that'd be nice. Would be far cool if it was just a drone that had a tractor beam on it. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. All right, who's next? Who's got ships? Oh, okay, I got one. All right, ahead, do you Logan. want to go, Paul? Right. <laughs> go ahead, Logan. So for me, um, top two ships. I mean, again, I'm I'm Zeus all the way. I'm looking forward to that. It's another. It's a really competitive area of the ship market as well in terms of size and overall people who are going to use it. And just for my own personal vanity, the Polaris, because I want my torpedo frigate. I really want it badly. I, I, I I'm sure it's going to have any gameplay because there's not enough big things for it to shoot at yet. But bloody hell, I want that ship. Apparently, Idris. Like, like, like uh, putting one of those Polaris torpedoes into an Avenger? Come on, that's going to be fun as hell. No, just... I'm going to do it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but no, I, 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 because I think truly I want to see what the CIG team can now do with all of their experience with a new large ship. We haven't had a new large ship for years. You know, they got very scared off of them um, once they sort of brought out like the 890 and the Staff Air and stuff like that and the Reclaimer. They didn't really do. They weren't really very well designed at the time. You know, yeah. they, they have their big issues. So it'll be really interesting to see what they're, do they're doing with that. Yeah, and this, and this, these teams are hitting different than they were three years ago. Like these designs oh, are consistently good. very interesting compared to mm. what they were doing. Yeah, for sure. Who next? What about you, Paul? So the only ship that I'm looking forking to is not a ship, but... Taco truck. Yeah, well, 
Well, it's a ship, but it's more the part of it. And that's the, 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 the king of all Star Citizen, the best ship in the game, the MPUV. Redeemer! Uh, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> HUX. Um, the, the MPUV, because they showed it off in that, that little, little thing, is that it's, uh, which, which it heavily implies it's getting modularity. Like, yeah. And it's really modularity is what I'm looking forward to. Because I'm interested in seeing the MPUV get its modularity, the Retaliator get its modularity, and to see where they go with modularity in, ge in general. Because yeah. I, think, I think they're going to start getting some creative usage of some ships with these modularity stuff. And uh, that's really what I'm excited for. It's just because it'll, it'll just take the, the turn ships that were just like, you know, one trick ponies into these multiple different varieties Seriously. of ships. Seriously, the idea so, of the caterpillar changes so much with modularity. Yeah. Oh my days, it right. does. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to that thing going up because I, I, I made a joke, I made a quip about how it's going to be like twice as expensive. And then I, because I forgot how like expensive or how, how cheap it was. But I'm like, now, now thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, they, they might actually double the price. It might end up being $600 because like of the amount of modules that it could do, you That's know, a heck just of because, a ship, yeah. because of how modular, how modular it is. So you, you basically, you don't, you don't need a hangar, right? Because you could just take the cockpit to land down on a planet if you yeah. want to. It's nice. You can it's use essentially the, you can... a freelancer snub shuttle. Essentially. Yeah, because you can you can use it to to like like a three fifteen p. You can you can de undock it and then you can use it to load and unload mm -hmm. your actual ship from your command module. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that's right. Right. I forgot all that for me. He stole yes, that from I, me. I don't want to get in that. All right. Execute. Fair, it, was, it, was, it was a combination because, because I mentioned mm. how the 315P is actually a valuable ship because you can use it to load other ships. And a lot of people didn't did. realize that because, mm -hmm. because they, they, they're like, it's fixed. It does, it's, it's, mm. it's not good. It's like it's an assistance ship. It's yep. used for mm. loading and unloading stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and then I and then I remember the the command module has the tractor beam on the left hand side, and then I took what Paul said and said, imagine now that totally disconnecting from the ship and reloading, it just gives a massive advantage over say something like the Hercules. Hercules doesn't even have a tra tractor beam. Nope. So it's going to have to land it, like like it's just so tailored towards those vehicles that if you want to do cargo, it's all by hand, and that's going to be a nightmare. And that's why you can't judge what a ship's going to be by the features it has at the moment. Because like yep. these features come in and they make, I love how the, the Sulin came in and made the Nomad seem like a better ship. Like that's what happens over time. And I think sure. something like the tractor beam, maybe not a better ship, but it, it, it emphasized the Nomad's ability to carry cargo for its size. And I think yeah. that that's mm. happening with things like the tractor beam that'll happen with the damage system, armor system, like all these things, engineering. So that's going to be cool to see. But what are your, what are your excitement points I, for the next year? I, I think there's too many. Like, to be honest, this is why I talk about this breaking of the dam stuff. So I agree with Loken, the Polaris, um, and I agree with Paul with the um, the modularity stuff, the Retaliator bombing coming in too, you know. Uh, what are all those new ships that they showed off? Like, there's 10 of them, and they said plus more. You know, we, we, we saw th ships that have been announced, like the UTV, the vehicle, and that's was meant to be coming this year. We never saw it. You know, um, yeah. all these different things that we see in the leaks that we haven't seen before. Like, what's the roof rack on the the um, Scout Expedition? What the hell is that for? You know, just all these different things. There's just so much new things coming out because a lot of the designers on Squadron, you can clearly tell a lot of them have started to move over to, to Star Citizen. And so basically, 
all these different gameplays are starting to roll. You must have noticed it yourself, just the m- more and more features coming online as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and and it, it, that's why I think it is that starting, like it's a slow but gradual, almost like an avalanche, right? We're seeing the trickle of the snow start to come down and it's just start, it's just going to start to build up speed to eventually it's going to hit that dam and the whole dam's going to get taken out by an avalanche. I know that's a really weird analogy, but I don't know. What's yeah, I've never heard of a dam getting taken out by an avalanche. It sounds exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the, the seismic tremors around the dam, they're getting ready for it to blow. I got sure no idea. Figure, figure something out, man. Analogy, man. I'll, I'll, I'll make up these things. All right, well, yeah. those are those are some good calls. Um, I, I'm going to have to go with the Legionnaire because... Oh, really? What the heck's going to happen when that... Like, that? they have to get a hack. I mean, the Tadakan. Right? The Tadakan. <laughs> that, thing, that thing looks so fat now. Did you see it in the thing? Uh, it's like, it just... We've been called the Tadakan because it's got yeah, she got thick. She's yeah, got, got bigger. Like I did yeah, not notice. I did not notice. They, they, it's like they stuffed the original Legionnaire into the other Legionnaire, and that's what it looks like. Cool. So that means they've probably done white box work on it at least. They had mm. to expand the size, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that that means that a we would need to have hacking in game. B we would need to have another ship with docking, which means we might mm-hmm. see an update to docking. And see if we're lucky. That means that engineering would, gameplay would have to also exist, because kind of the point of hacking is covering the power system. So they can always put it in piecemeal. But I'm hoping that means that engineering and hacking both in next year. The, the one we makes sense. The one we really need is scanning, though, because <laughs> to, to get that core game. I've said this before, but that core gameplay loop, we need scanning because like pirates need to be able to find something of value, AKA cargo mining, whatever. And then because of that, that core gameplay loop is complete. And yeah. you know, the, the attackers, defenders can then go after the pirates and you've got this core gameplay cycle. We're just missing scanning because there's, if you talk to anyone like Moist Noodle or Avenger One or anything like that, trying to actually, or, or even Agent Letty when they do their piracy, trying to actually find someone is a freaking nightmare. Yeah, I mean, scanning and quantum boost are both, I think, going to be big parts of, of exploration. Mm. And uh, that can't come soon enough. Man, I wish they had just dropped it with the cutter. That would have been so yeah, cool. They were yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and then the cutter expedition's out, and you guys can go try out this new exploration in 321. I would have been I was actually out of my seat. Hoping, I was actually kind of hoping that we would see the modularity come on with the reta- retaliator, because to my knowledge, that's yeah. finished. Like, there's nothing stopping them from putting it out into the game right now. Yeah. And that would have been mm-hmm. a very big win for CIG. They're like, oh, by the way, Aegis Day, IAE, congratulations, Retaliator Modularity. But we didn't get well, it, so. Yeah, that's in the cool. next 12 months, man. Hey, yeah. look, I think that video hinted that it wasn't coming at IAE because that was in the video for the next 12 months. There's also um, the whatever that small ship was that nobody really knows in that video i think it was the number five ship it looked about yeah. spirit freelancer sized which is right in my alley and uh it looked like something maybe aegis anvil or crusader in design i don't know really but it looked interesting i think you can i think you can say it's a small ship and it's cargo based and that's about it based on the, its measurements by taking the human and turning it sideways it, mm. i worked out it's roughly 23.6 meters and you can clearly oh. see some form of cargo bay okay so um, shorter so, than i thought well we, we I, I, me and paul went through this at one point didn't we paul like i think the one that we we came back to was that was it the bear cat at one point when yeah. we were talking about that so yeah. there's so many different things it can be um but it's but definitely a small ship it's not a medium so it's not a zeus competitor it, it's small 
Cool. All right, guys. That's about our hour. I don't want to take too much of your day, so I'll let you all go. But thank you for giving me some thoughts on ships because man you can never stop i mean we could just keep going for a couple more hours yeah, we didn't no, touch yeah, 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 really half yeah. the stuff yeah. we were supposed to but about this all day long yeah mm -hmm. i appreciate you guys joining me though uh great discussion i i wish we got to get through more ships but i do appreciate the the opinions on kind of like where we are in the ship development pipeline i think that's a conversation that we don't have enough and uh mm. it's just a fun one to to trudge through we'll have to do a we'll have to do a part two Yes. For sure. uh, down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll yeah. probably be doing a couple more follow-ups because we got a lot of ships coming. So yeah, we before we yeah. go, uh, I'll give you guys one last chance to let folks know where they can find you. We'll go in reverse order this time. So Loken, please. So you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Loken plays. I'm there five days a week at 7 p.m. GMT, 2 p.m. EST. I'm also on Twitter and uh, you'll find me on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash Loken plays as well, where I make mostly Star Citizen content and I'll take a look at some of the new cool games coming out soon as well. Where you can find me. Cool, Marcus. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Marcus Wynn, and on Twitch TV, uh, Marcus Wynn underscore. All right, execute. Uh, you can find me in bed. Real <laughs> um, uh, no, um, you find me in front of us, just YouTube uh, in front of us or Twitch uh, in front of us. Yeah. And we do stuff on chips, sales, that type of thing. You'll find most of these gentlemen there. I will get Marcus on there at some point if he'll, if he'll come kicking and screaming, no doubt. Uh, but I'll get in there. Um, yeah, that's me. All right. And uh, Astro Historian. You find me at twitch.tv slash theastropub, youtube.com slash theastropub live. And if you enjoyed lore, uh, then you can check me out at youtube.com slash theastrohistorian. A lot of lore stuff. Um, so thanks again, guys. This is a good talk. Folks, if you enjoyed this, uh, there are plenty more of these kind of bigger topic talks. Citizen Central, that's what this podcast is about. So go back through the different episodes and we've got a lot of um, a lot of people you'll recognize from the community, but also a lot of topics that don't get discussed too often, but I think we get some pretty good opinions on. And this is available on audio platforms without ads. I know some people don't like that on YouTube to be like that. And um, yeah, other podcast launch sequence will be coming out weekly, of course. So keep an eye out for that. And thank you all for joining us here. See you all next month.